Hello, my name is Philip Camilla, and today we're going to have a conversation beyond science and religion. Breaking new ground in thinking, exploring the outer limits of what we know about the world and ourselves, unhindered by common beliefs and perceptions. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, taking on subjects from the Big Bang, the multiverse, and evolution to the supernatural and the new rising consciousness. This is where scientists, philosophers, New Agers, and spiritualists come together to discuss where this world may be heading. Now here's your host, lawyer, philosopher, and the author of The Collapse of Materialism, Philip Camilla. Now today we're going to do a little something different. We're going to talk about making meditation work for us, and I'm happy to have as my guest... Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, the author of the popular book, Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health. He's also come out with these two very helpful CDs on meditation practice. One of them is called Abundance Waterfall, and the other one is called Liquid Luck, and we're going to be talking about that. To sort of set the table here a little bit, you know, meditation is one of those concepts that we, I, th I think we all know is a good thing, but some of us have a little problem actually implementing it, and we're going to try to cross that bridge a little bit today. The actual term meditation comes from a Latin word meaning to think, contemplate, devise, ponder. In the Old Testament, the term meant to sigh or murmur and also to meditate. Uh, when the apparently when the uh, Hebrew Bible was translated into Greek, the precursor for meditation became another word, uh, malate, which was again translated into uh, a word sounding like meditation, and it be all it all comes back to this formal stepwise process of meditation, which is attributed to the 12th century monk uh, Guigo II. Uh, the Tibetan word for meditation, gam, means to become familiar with one's self and has the strong implication of training the mind to be familiar with states that are beneficial. Concentration, compassion, correct understanding, patience, humility, perseverance, etc. Last, I'd like to talk uh, about what Joseph Campbell wrote about meditation, who uh, did a lot of work in this area. Uh, he said that in meditating, meditate on your own divinity. The goal of life is to be a vehicle for something higher. Keep your eyes up there between the world of opposites, watching your play in the world. Let the world be as it is and learn to rock with the waves. So that's a little bit about meditation, something we all know is good, something that is becoming more popular in our modern culture and and perhaps something that we all need to understand a little bit more to implement it. Now as I said, Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, uh, who wrote the book Inner Vegas, he's a psychologist with 30 years of experience as a therapist, workshop leader, and meditator. He's an expert in using psychokinesis for influencing over physical matter, such as rolling the dice in Las Vegas. Uh, in his book, uh, Inner Vegas, proves that psychokinesis healing and manifestation are obtainable miracles if approached with an open heart. Joe, welcome to the show. It's nice having you back. Thank you, Philip. How are you doing today? Great, great. Well, you know, I think that one of the things that is happening more out there in this, in this field, uh, whatever we're calling it, energy, field, new healing, new spirituality, a new age, whatever whatever the, the right term is, is that we're starting to see some of these concepts being brought down to earth. And one of them is meditation. So I want to talk a little, obviously, about meditation today. But first of all, for those who don't know a lot about you, you have a degree in psychology and as a therapist. How did you sort of get into this area about using uh, the mind and the soul and our energy to not only influence dice rolling, but to make us sort of more wholesome creatures. What was your transformation? 
Well, I had personal experience with uh, quite a bit of psychic states growing up, uh, telepathy, out of body, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and um, then again, did get did, did get my degree and began a clinical practice. Uh, and converging with that, found out about the Monroe Institute, which uh, Bob Monroe, I guess, is most famous for out of body, but they... Um, have a really good technology up there that does not involve adopting any particular dogma. They use um, uh, tones in different ears to make it uh, very easy to move into deeper meditative states than most people can do unless they have uh, you know, a decade of practice. So within 15, 20 minutes, people were experiencing something about Learning about Monroe Institute and their technology for meditation uh, excited me as a clinician, and I began to use uh, this quick way to get people into meditative states in psychology practice, first for basics like relaxing, letting go of anxiety, um, uh, helping with depression, helping with creative creative uh, solution to issues, that kind of thing. Uh, and within that work, though, uh, also began to see that people could project energy once they've meditated in special ways to affect the, the here-now world. Uh, the first way I got aware of was energy healing. So if you touch someone and their headache went away uh, by your intention to help heal, that was real interesting to me, but very hard to study at that point scientifically. Uh, so that evolved into psychokinesis, this idea of uh, bending metal and plastic with your mind, rolling dice and patterns, affecting computers. That can be studied well. So um, that took me on the road of uh, discovery that healing, psychokinesis, manifestation are seeming to be the same process, variants of the same process, and are very much helped by this idea of meditation that you mentioned. What kind of, if you can, what kind of experiences did you have, or could maybe you, you mention one that sort of connected you to uh, this field, or put differently, the conclusion that there is more out there than meets the eye in terms of matter and stuff, that there's something beyond uh, appearances that, that connects us with, with the world. What, is, there some, is there a specific experience that you could mention? Sure. Well, again, the, <clears throat> the healing area was quite um, dramatic, but I didn't understand so much um, to be able to judge just uh, what was going on. So looking at that psychokinesis area, for example, I would sit down at a slot machine, uh, have an intention of getting a royal flush in hearts on a video poker machine, and I knew that's 160,000 to one by chance, and when you get it on the third pull, that that's highly unlikely. Right. And as that progressed, uh, happening over and over, <laughs> <clears throat> that really was impressive to me. Um, also seeing, you know, miracles in the area of um, healing, people having uh, uh, amazing experiences in terms of things falling into place to get new jobs, careers, soulmates, etc. So it seemed to me after just the, not too much experience that the physical world was malleable or influenceable by the spirit world, if you will, and our non-physical energy could affect the physical world. And uh, since then, you know, there's, I guess, been hundreds of times. It's fun, like when I do the Vegas Adventure workshops, sometimes we wake up the second day of the workshop, somebody's free of post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. That kind of thing really impresses me and gets me really excited that we have uh, much more ability to do healing and to control our reality and manifest than we usually think we do. Yeah, I think that there's nothing that beats a personal experience for convincing somebody of the truth of a, of a lot of this. Now, there is clearly a state of being that one needs to get to to facilitate this, right, Joe? I mean, it takes it it's not just that you could think in and it's going to happen. Can you can you talk a little bit about what you understand from that state and how one gets into it? Yes, I think you're correct. Um, you know, movies like The Secret talk about visualizing what you would like, and and that can work in certain circumstances, but has a hard time working when we're 
bucking against a negative pattern if we've been in poor health or finances or relationships for a good while and we want to turn that around. So what we're, I'm finding uh, now in two decades of working with this, 70 InterVegas workshops uh, where we really practice using the casino as feedback, um, that what we're wanting to do is first be very grounded, meaning connected to the here and now, not worried about past or future, feeling good about being in our bodies and on the planet. So we have a very strong base in the physical and then bring in the highest of spirit energy and have those really meet in our hearts. So this is a uh, situation where uh, emotions such as gratitude, feeling abundant, praising the world, uh, love, compassion, all those high positive emotions tend to open our heart energy. And then in that state only, uh, when you put out what you want, it's almost a thy will be done. So in Vegas, say, standing at a dice table, if that is occurring, that we're um, wide open-hearted, grounded, and connected with spirit, feeling all is one, we get rewarded with money within seconds often. If we go into greed, fear, and ego, we get punished by withdrawal of money. So if you look at this, say, for somebody manifesting in their life, if they're out of work and um, you know money is really tight and they feel a little desperate, there's quite a bit of fear, quite a bit of struggle energy, Usually then, if they just put out in their mind what they want, it's going to have difficulty coming in because there's too much uh, negative emotion clouding love, if you will, because uh, any form of fear tends to uh, get in the way of this energy and cloud it. Uh, so from my point of view, this manifestation and PK are very natural processes, uh, and it's very much like going to sleep. You know, you have an intention. I like to go to sleep. I'm feeling tired. And then you forget about the intention and just think of something else. In a few minutes, you're asleep. Right. If I put you on TV and said, uh, you got to go to sleep in 20 minutes. If you do, I'll give you a million dollars and there's 200 million people watching you. I don't know if anybody could go to sleep. Yeah. So it's a natural thing, but self-consciousness, struggle, effort can make it near impossible to achieve. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I notice uh, in in the f in this field, and let me call it the new age field and maybe the field of intention, is that some people think that it is some kind of alien superhuman process where you have to sort of go through <clears throat> some kind of practice that is outside of us. You have to, like, recite something or you have to, like, pray or you have to turn yourself into some different being different entity in order to be rewarded but what you're talking about is being grounded in the here and now and connecting and yeah. and to me that is extremely important because at the end of the day Joe this stuff is either real or it's not Either, either, either you're talking about something that is part of the world we live in, or, or, or it's not, and that's the the same thing that can be said about a lot of this material. And, and so, if there is truth that, as you write in your book, that we are energy creatures, and that the goal here in in following this path is to connect with the source of the energy, whatever we call it, then there there would be truth to it. I mean that's that's what I think is 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 powerful. And I I'd like to have you talk about why you think this works. Why and, and because clearly you think this works, right? You you based yeah. your career on so why do you think this works? This this Well first of all I'd agree with you. To me, uh it needs to be real world. You know, if you have to go to an ashram for 10 years and have everything perfectly peaceful around you and have a special diet and all of that, you know, that may be valid as a spiritual practice, but in terms of manifesting, it's not real practical. Right. Uh, so we were looking at ways to um, have the average person be able to get in touch with this. And... Um, what why it works I think is we are powerful energy creatures uh, uh, when we get in touch with uh, a little bit of the technology of the rhythm of this so if we uh, have raised really great heart energy as I've mentioned and you know we can talk later about say how I do that on the liquid Lux CD or the abundance waterfall CD 
then we um, learn how to apply our intent and really have a clear concept of what we want, and that's harder than you think, um, and then um, learn how to apply energy to it and let go. Um, it's kind of like learning to dance or something like that. There's some steps, but after you, it's a little awkward at first, but after you do it for a bit, it's very natural. Yeah, that, that I think is, is um, very promising. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're speaking with Joseph Gallenberger, the author of Inner Vegas, and also the creator of two CDs on meditation practices, uh, Abundance Waterfall and Liquid Luck. And we're talking about trying to make meditation real. And I think that one thing that that you do that is so helpful and uh, and I think that you are probably at the t- uh, near the top if not at the top of folks who could go down this path is is making it real and not making and not uh, sort of uh, uh, making this a mystical some kind of mystical experience where you have to be sort of um, you know in in gowns and and uh, wearing certain uniforms and praying to certain entities, mediums or whatever. Um, because it seems to me one of the goals of meditation is to remove doubts and to think clearly and to sort of start with a pure open mind. Is that is that right? Is that Yes, uh not only you know limiting beliefs and beliefs that might get in the way. Right. Let's say in our culture we have nothing good comes easy, no pain, no gain. Right. You know, those things would be in the way of instant healing or manifesting something uh, quite easily. So we're looking at uh, softening and expanding beliefs, and then we're again looking at really having a nice, high, clean energy. Uh, so in the meditation techniques, we you know start by imagining a box where you could put things that are you know off, on your mind at that moment away so they don't disturb you. Then using these brainwave patterning uh, technologies, we mentioned most of them are uh, come under the term binaural beat, and um, they tend to bring you into a deep, relaxed, clean, clear energy quickly. And then from there. Uh, then you can begin to utilize the energies. And, and again, this can occur within 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be a big thing, and you don't have to believe in a particular philosophy or religion, which is great. Yeah, that is, that is really good. Now, that, that leads to the natural question, uh, which is, why did you decide to do these CDs? Well, I have been studying this now, as I mentioned, for a couple decades uh, in my book, Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health, it describes that journey. And it was pretty complicated to learn <clears throat> how to handle fears, what would come up, uh, searching through all these meditation things, proving PK. But bottom line, when you get done with that, I wanted to find some way uh, <clears throat> to collapse or summarize all that learning into something that somebody could have a direct experience of its benefit within a half hour or so. And because of that, uh, Liquid Luck came out first and an Abundance Waterfall just a week or so ago uh, as ways where people could uh, very quickly get the gist of this. If they want to go deeper later, fine, but uh, within a half hour they might see results. So uh, safe with Liquid Luck, um, the image within the deep meditative state after you know energy is raised is to be like a wizard or an alchemist of great wisdom and then to see an energy vial in front of you and to begin to fill it with very high energies happiness first uh, then um, a feeling abundant feeling grateful uh, then moving to also connecting with others through feeling compassion uh, feeling praise of the world and feeling love and then finally good fortune and it was designed that then whenever you had a want or need to, you could just remember doing this vial while you're running around there um, going to the grocery store and uh, imagine taking a drink of it and you would have an exceptionally lucky day uh, where things went your way. So people <clears throat> did that and then on the way into the grocery store they'd take a sip and then they'd win a lottery ticket, hmm. uh, that kind of thing. 
folks would take a sip on a walk and find a four-leaf clover after looking for one for 70 years with no results. Hmm. Folks would take a sip and sell a house in an hour that had been on the market for months. Uh, so very quickly we got uh, feedback that this worked. Uh, but you can see in my description of it, I went into detail because you can see the kinds of energies involved. Uh, those very high, high emotions uh, that really connect us to spirit. And yet the imagery also is kind of earthy, you know, being a, being a wizard or a magician. In Abundance Waterfall, we have folks imagine a waterfall uh, symbolizing all their abundance. And then they can uh, see different parts of the waterfall as different colors, like green for health or gold for money, and then see the waterfall increasing in the areas they'd like to increase. And they can even imagine sitting under the waterfall and have it cascade over them. So again, that's a very earthy image. Uh, I used that one in Vegas uh, a few weeks ago. Again, it's just been out two weeks. And uh, immediately got one of those royal flushes. So mm-hmm. I've always paid 4000 yeah. And then got two more jackpots real quickly after that. Well, that 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 is that's uh, results for you now. Now, yeah. what is what is different about say abundance waterfall than perhaps other meditation <coughs> training CDs? What what is different about your approach? Well, again, on the meditation training itself, it's very ha- helpful to use this um, binaural beat technologies. They've been researched for forty years to bring brainwave patterns into balance so your right and left brain are both firing uh, in synchrony and that tends to bring you out of ego and allow you to go into your heart so that helps a lot and that's different than some systems and then many of the visualization cds i've heard would be you're visualizing for one thing like a car or, right. uh, to, to feel better health-wise abundance waterfall is designed to give you an idea of all the abundance that's already there you know, we, we tend to ignore the miracle and the abundance that's always around us. And then it makes doing something like getting a new car seem really exceptional. But if we think of the abundance of books in our lives, of pets in our lives, our friends, the beauty of nature, uh, beautiful music, all kinds of abundance, then we already feel abundant. And what else we want is just the cherry on top of the sundae. So right. we're approaching it not feeling lack, but already feeling abundant. That's very powerful and it's in both Abundance Waterfall Liquid Luck. Um, so that's that's one difference um, and I think it's quite dramatic. And they're designed to be very uh, accessible to the average person, uh, so they don't uh, ask you to have to learn a lot of new tools and techniques, and they're designed to be very pleasant and enjoyable to listen to. So a lot of folks you know, might have gotten it to listen uh, to increase their abundance, and they find they listen every day because it makes them feel so good. And that's a wonderful meditation effect, if you will. Uh, one of my uh, fellows who's become a friend has a, uh, is a very brilliant inventor. He puts the CD on and uh, has a chalkboard in front of him, and he just gets filled with ideas for new inventions. Hmm. Um, so those kind of things, uh, you know, folks say they're beautifully voiced, beautiful sounds, uh, uh, that it's easy to relax to them and and it doesn't get too weird, let's say. Yeah, like, well that's practical. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I think I think that's good. And so what you're saying is that rather than um, visualize a new Mercedes in your parking lot or in your mm-hmm. driveway, mm-hmm. Uh, you you appreciate the the abundance that you already have, and so you sort of get into the flow. You try to get into the flow of of what already exists, and therefore, and that that leads to more abundance. Is it something like that? Yes. So okay. that uh, if you did want the Mercedes, the the procedure using that as an example would be to first uh, relax, clear your energy of distraction, uh, and then get in touch with how much abundance already surrounds you, how much miracle is around you. And then you bring in the specific miracle of uh, a new Mercedes for you, if that's what you're wanting. You know, on a miracle basis, uh, you know, we're like a symphony with uh, 
50 trillion cells all being symphony members with millions changed every day, and yet the tune of life kept being sung for 100 years sometimes, 24-7, without fail. Right. You don't have to look any further than that for a miracle. Right. Uh, and so if you're feeling miracles are all around you and abundance is already there, then when you think Mercedes, uh, it's in a context that is much more likely to bring that thing to you. Right. Now, what, now, now what about... Um, this this ugly thing called negativity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, which I guess might be associated with fear, but a lot of people get into this negative mode where this isn't going to happen, or or I'm not the right person, or so and so is not going to call me. I mean, what it, what kind of what kind of of practical advice? can you give for that I mean is there or is there some connection here between what you're doing and and overcoming that negativity sure Sure. so when I initially went to Vegas by myself I found all these dragons I had to fight you know I'm not good enough uh, it's not gonna happen for me Uh, uh, I don't want to stand out too much Um, gosh knows you know a million of them right but I realized there was really one dragon with many heads, and that dragon was fear uh, in all its forms. Uh, so the type of meditation stuff that we work with, rather than try to argue with the person and attack every one of those, it's sort of a way to transcend that by having a vivid focus in your mind for a moment about the waterfall or about being the wizard or alchemist and raising energies. Um, you know, my favorite phrase I got on my wall here is fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Try to do that every Yeah, day. that's good. That's yeah, good. So, so it's, uh, uh, you know, many people come by this honest. They may have had lots of pain. Uh, they've had plenty of things that could prove them right that the world stinks or they, uh, they're miserable, you know? Yes. Uh, and um, they're, they're, I have a home study course, Sync Creation, that goes much more deeply into methods to release really hardcore fear and hardcore feelings of lack and guilt and that. But most people, just you can distract them for a little while and by having them focus on the positive enough to bring a manifestation into their life. Uh, so usually what we're doing is just trying to trans- transcend all that. If need be, um, you know, through coaching, through home study course, etc., you can go much deeper if there's been, you know, really significant trauma. Uh, but um, uh, first, I'd try it the easy way, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, okay, well, that that is, I think, is something that haunts everybody, and I, I've never figured out where it comes from other than it's it's a natural part of, of living, and a lot of life, you know, in my opinion, is overcoming doubt and fear and negativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, any 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 tips people give me, uh, I always uh, pay attention because it's it's like you say, it's it's a uh, ever present dragon or ever mm-hmm. pre- ever ever present uh, force out there. Now, you mentioned this box, and I was going to ask you about the transformation box, which you which you talk about in both of your CDs. Can you elaborate upon what the transformation box is? Yes, this is a simple um, imaginary or mental device. So as a person's beginning to relax and focus in their meditation time, it's normal as we just let our guard down a little that all of a sudden the mind will pop up with, uh, oh, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, uh, what are you going to do about this problem? So there needs to be a tool to clear those distractions. And so we just ask people to imagine a strong box or trunk, open the heavy lid and put in there any current concern, care, or worry, so it need not disturb them just for that half hour of meditation. But we also put the suggestion that while the things are in that box, their energy can be transformed or converted to a a lighter energy, something that they can deal with more easily. Um, And so people put in things like um, uh, fear or um, judgment, um, sometimes people (laughs) (laughs) uh, that are on their minds, and uh, just knowing that it'll be there if you want to pick it up when you get finished meditating, but it does not have to interrupt your energy process right now. 
So it's a pretty simple but elegant tool combined with the uh, uh, binaural beating helping the brainwave pattern change to just clear your mind. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's I think it is a very good tool because it sort of directs the mind to do something with those distracting negative thoughts and the you yeah. know the transformation. You know, I think you you say in your CD something like you know put them all in there and and let it drift away or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that that that's a that is a is a really powerful tool. This is Philip Camella. This is conversations. Beyond Science and Religion. I'm speaking with Dr. Joseph Gallenberger, the author of Inner Vegas, Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health, and also the creator of two CDs, uh, Liquid Luck and Abundance Waterfall. And we're talking about trying to make meditation real and bringing it down to earth. Now, so, so Philip, I'm yes. going to respond to that sure. because I think it uh, hits one of the critical differences many meditative systems ask you to clear your mind right and then they they say okay any thought that comes along as a distraction put it out of your mind try to have a completely clear mind that's very difficult to do right uh, and so for our purposes in liquid luck and abundance waterfall other the uh, cds we use uh, we're instead giving the mind something constructive to do such as you know imagining uh, filling yourself with happiness um, or the energies of abundance or gratitude and that for most people is a lot easier than trying to go for that blank mind uh, the blank mind has uh, um, a very important purpose in deep meditation but for the purposes of practical meditations to relax to be more creative to um, uh, create good things in your life um, it's better to just give the mind something really positive to do. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Well, you know, I had somebody on the show, John McGrail, uh, a while ago, and he talked about how if you quiet the mind too much, you fall asleep. I mean, that's that's sort of what what happens to me sometimes, and I so I do think that that is very important. That you know, uh, encourage the mind to have a positive thought or a or go to a, a a a place of abundance, happiness, rather than maybe try to reach this impossible state of complete purity. So I think that that I think that's 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 really good. Now, I wanna I wanna ask you about this notion of expanding your awareness because it's a concept that a lot of us use in this field. We're always mm -hmm. talking about expanding awareness. What does that mean to you? Well, like you referred to before, we can often be preoccupied with survival uh, thinking, which would be flicking to the past, uh, what I do wrong and anything there to hurt me, flicking to the future, worrying about that, um, and our busy to-do list, you know? Right. And so our mind is, a lot of people call it monkey mind, filled with chatter, uh, with survival and ego operations. Uh, basically, that's what we're trying to quiet. We're not trying to kill ego. We're trying to quiet things down a little bit so that other parts of us can be heard from, our deep spiritual wisdom, our inner child, our hearts, uh, what have you, instead of uh, the constant chatter going all the time. And uh, again, as we've, you know, we're relating to this, rather than try to get a crystal clear mind with zero thought, it can be easier to just have the mind gently pulled to positive, empowering thinking and feeling uh, that'll help with whatever the goal is. If it's to um, fall asleep or relax or to have lots of energy for the rest of the day or to do healing, um, that's the approach we're using uh, so that we're uh, uh, focusing the mind and the emotions intent to the most positive state they can be for our goal. Yeah, I mean, one of the, I mean, I struggle with the concept myself, expanding awareness, uh, because it does sound a little on the mystical side of things. But as I was, th as I was preparing for the show, I, I, I was thinking that it really, to me, means getting a better grip on reality. And I really mean that. 
having a stronger sense that you're on to something. When, when you expand your awareness, I think, it means you understand it more and therefore are in a better position to benefit from it. And, and, I, and I think that we forget sometimes that uh, when folks talk about rise in consciousness or expand your awareness, that what I mean by that term is to get to a place where you can better control your 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 life it, it be, because now now you are more aware of how the machine works to, to use a metaphor uh, or, or how how to drive the car operate the machine op, or operate the computer uh, and so again what is so important here for me Joe is is bringing this stuff down to earth now for those who are sort of doubters the folks that don't think there's anything to meditation you, I would I would assume that you've dealt a lot with folks like that what sure. what what kind of what kind of, of um, epiphanies or what kind of <coughs> tips methods do you use to sort of ease somebody into accepting meditation well, we could start with something simple like on the liquid luck with the first energy we add is happiness, okay? Right. We can look at lots of studies showing in psychoneuroimmunology, for example, that field, that if you are happier, you will live longer, your health will be better, your relationships will be better, da-da-da-da-da, uh, you know? Right. So you can show a practicality um, to the type of things. If you're, We can cite similar data that if you're calmer, um, and uh, often we will have people, if we can get them to experience a little of this, even for a half hour, they will begin to see uh, practicality very quickly. I feel better. Uh, I, oh, I found a creative solution to that problem that right. been bugging me for two years. Right. Whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, sometimes where people get a little bit... Uh, Parting of the ways with me is this whole psychokinesis idea, you know, affecting right. matter with your mind. Right. We got a body of literature now of a couple decades showing results, and some of the summary studies are like at a trillion to one. Yeah. Uh, where you know, uh, most times in science, one in twenty is considered uh, uh, significant statistically. Right. So I can I can quote studies all day uh, if they're willing to look at the data. Uh, from a science point of view, I can also say, you know, most people know, um, gee, uh, if I say, when did things go well in your life, it will be when they were feeling good. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the casinos, using that example again, I can track really well that most of the time the person feels lucky before they get the jackpot, not after they get the jackpot. <laughs> Uh, and people will say, I just knew today I would nail that job interview. Yeah. You know, or I've, uh, the, before it happens. So you can usually just ask the person in their own life experience how has fear worked for them. Yes. And they'll come up with, gee, pretty much every time I've been in fear, I got screwed. Right. My French. Or I had a loss. How does love work for you? Pretty much every time I went from lovingness, generosity, I hope other positive emotions thing went things went better. Um, it's not a hundred percent, but uh, uh, usually um, even folks from their own experience, when you refer to it, they can see that it's better to be positive. It's better to be focused. It's better not to be in fear. Yeah, the and I think I think that that is to me very important. The way I put it is that. We, we can consider life to be an experiment. It's an experience, we know that, but it's also an experiment mm -hmm. it, because these ideas that are coming out now in more, more um, deeper and, and, a, and, and broader and with a little bit more scientific authenticity and specifically things like the placebo effect uh, mm -hmm. where there's an article in the new issue of Discover magazine about the placebo effect and as you know it's been it's been written about for about 50 years 50 60 years uh, mm -hmm. about how strong belief does affect the physical body and 
to me, there is not there is not a big step between the placebo effect and psychokinesis. Uh, in my own book, The Collapse of Materialism, I have a chapter on mind over body, and then I have mind over physical world, because I do think that there's a connection. It's just that we, we our scientific community hasn't quite figured out how to bridge that 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 connection. I mean, your point about the odds um, of some of these, the odds against of some of these things happening, some things like rolling dice or or cards or the uh, the experiments that Dean Radin does on on mm -hmm. mind over matter. I mean, if those if those tests were run uh, on a on a accepted scientific uh, theory, they would be accepted. One of the th one of the things that I that, that comes to mind here is in you know, for those who have been following some of the goings-on in the scientific community, one of them is this thing, gravity waves, where um, some scientists thought that they saw some gravity waves, which showed that the inflationary Big Bang really happened. And they had some kind of probability, like 5 delta or something. I'm not sure what 5 delta is, but it's, it's something like, you know, 1 in 100, 1 in 1,000 or something. So they thought, okay, yeah. well, 5 delta... Therefore, the gravity waves are true, and therefore the inflationary Big Bang is real. And then about two months later, everything was debunked because the gravity waves are really dust on the lenses or something. It was, it was really a ridiculous thing. And so, so the point here is that we, you know, and I could go on and on and on about how there's really an uneven playing field between uh, the, the perception uh, of, of mind over matter and some of the things going on in the scientific community and yeah. that that is that is something that I'm very much into uh, and I know that you yourself um, you know focus on that as well because both of us I you know at least speaking for myself I, mean, I think that there's truth in this I think it's phenomena that science yet doesn't understand but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and, and so, so I, I bring up the placebo effect because I do think that there isn't a big um, leap from the truth of the placebo effect, which everybody knows exists, i.e. fake medicine or make-believe medicine uh, does work when a person has a belief that it's going to work, to put it simply. And so why doesn't the same thing happen when you're rolling the dice? It's 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 still part of the physical world, and so I don't know if you've given that any thought or what your views of it are, but I think that picture fits together for me. Yeah, I can I can see the relation between the two. I think if folks you know would like a good cogent uh, scientific discussion of these things and why there might be skepticism still, which is uh, some of that is based on a power politics and a in science and, right. and the media. Uh, I think the book um, Science and Psychic Phenomena, The Fall of the House of Skeptics by Chris Carter is one of the better ones on that. Yeah. Um, the, um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time trying to prove ever, you know, that I'm right. Uh, what, I, what I like to do is invite people to try for themselves and find out within an hour if they feel an effect. Um, say, uh, positive effect about meditation or what have you. Uh, it's just um, a lot better use of my energy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and really people are ahead of the standard science curve, you know. If, yeah. you, uh, if you work as a psychotherapist, people say, well, confidentially, Doc, you know, my uncle died and I felt like I had a message from him, or confidentially, yeah. Doc, you know, this or that. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so the, most people have the wisdom uh, that they may not proclaim in public that uh, we are spiritual creatures, lots of interesting things go on, and we do, you know, most people say, hey, I knew who was going to call when the phone rang. There's been scientific study of that. Um, my dog knows when I'm going to come home. There's been a scientific study of that, too. Yeah. Uh, that they know I just knew I shouldn't have gone out today, that I, something bad would happen and a car accident happens. Whatever it might be in the area of uh, that, um, and um, creating some of the problems they've had as well as some of the blessings they've had. Yeah. So rather than try to convince the diehard skeptic, 
I kind of like to help the folks that say, mm, I'm open-minded enough to think this might be true. Let me see if I can get some verification in my own life to give some tools that could make that easier rather than, you know, go into an ashram for 10 years. I'm picking on ashrams today. <laughs> I'd be talking about monasteries or, you know, big long courses somewhere or taking, you know, crazy drugs or, you know, there's a lot of people go through a lot of uh, effort to see if they can get in touch with their miracle side. I think they can do it more easily than that. Yeah, I think that that is really a good commentary on, on where things are at. I particularly like your observation that the person on the street, a lot of people are ahead of the curve, the scientific curve. Uh, I, I also think it's an interesting observation that even the scientists don't truly believe that we, that we only live in a material world. As you as you point out, I I uh, I do think that a lot of them are really spiritualists at heart. I like to I like to say that um, scientists are really pantheists, which which are, are folks that believe nature is God, uh, and and of course I don't think there's anything wrong with pantheism. I think it happens to be true, in in in, in some ways, uh, but it it's sort of you know we sort of uh, fool ourselves. Into into thinking that um, this stuff is is not is not true or or does not have validity, but I go back to something you talk about in Inner Vegas, which is the power of the team, uh, and because I think that is a very interesting um, feature of this field, where where if you have sort of a, a critical mass or a team, you have people rooting for you. It tends to, it tends to produce better results. And uh, let me let me do my break here for a second. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're speaking with Joseph Gallenberger, the author of Inner Vegas and the creator of two new CDs, one titled abundance waterfall and the other liquid luck and joe we were just talking about one of the things you do in your book inner vegas uh, that i like to get into just a little bit here is the power of the team and what 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 do you have to say about that and what has been your experience and by that i mean you know instead of doing tests just one-on-one -on -one, what it what it means to have you know a group of people sort of cheering somebody on and Doing sure. it together. What what is what what has been your experience with that? Well, group it can be you know ten times more powerful than an individual with a real big if if the group is coherent. Yeah. And the problem is if you've ever tried to get a dozen people to decide what pizza to order, <laughs> you know, it could be an hour conversation. Yeah. Uh, and so to get coherent, clear intention and uh, an agreement. Uh, can be a challenge, but once there, uh, the psychokinesis literature shows that two people are better than one if they're coherent. So yeah. it's more likely that friends are coherent, for example, than folks who didn't know each other. Yeah. So in the Vegas Adventure, for example, we have uh, decided on some targets uh, on the dice of the numbers that we're wanting. Uh, we've all meditated together. Uh, there's uh, Another thousand people have been through the experience who are also thinking of us, uh, at least some of them while we're out there toward those targets as well. Uh, we agree on when, we agree on how, and when, say, if you have the dice in your hand, we have a person standing either side of you to support you fully, that look into each other's eyes and really connect and form like an energy arch you can walk into of peace and love. And we have buttresses either side of that supporting that, and the rest of the whole team around the table filling the table with light, putting a big ball of energy around the whole experience, and sending you energy heart to heart like they were sending you energy for healing. And with all that high energy and all that support, it's much likelier that you will move out of in ego and into your heart and have a nice, long, sustainable energy for a good role at the dice table, for example. Yeah, I, I think that's a beautiful. I mean, I, I love the way you do it um, in in your book, and and every time I think about this, I think about why it is that the home team usually wins, 
mm -hmm. instead of the away team. I mean, what is the explanation for that? I mean, it really is, it hasn't been studied. Well, it probably has been studied because virtually everything's been studied by now. I haven't really read that much on it, on what the reason is, other than the fans are supporting you. <laughs> but, but, but to me, it, it's, there's something to this notion that you have this mass of people cheering on the home team and I think it goes both ways I think that the home team the players are also sort of motivated but I think there is some kind of coherence there you know and, and I yeah. think it's a I think it's a really I think it's another good example it's one of those things where it's not like so definitive that you could look at and say okay well that proves that there is a united mind and the home t and it, it proves all these things I don't think it it it's dispositive I just think that it's a piece of evidence that suggests that coherency that teamwork does have effect outside of the normal physical realm so to speak yeah, uh, so we look at that you know and felt there'd be things like the home team doesn't have to travel, okay? Right, right. So they're not as worn out by that. Uh, but the main effect, I think, is the cheering of people. There's some interesting things going on now. There's a global consciousness project has around a number of generators around the world. And when people think of the same thought, like uh, uh, watching Obama's first inauguration speech, these um, generators jump. Yeah. and show that, uh, measure that coherency. Now there's a global consciousness initiative done by HeartMath where people meditate around the world into a heart space and they find that that uh, affects the geomagnetic fields of the Earth. Um, there was even an interesting experiment where um, the rumor was the weather was uh, good on pr at Princeton University on graduation day. Um, and they studied surrounding towns in Princeton on graduation day, and indeed Princeton's weather was uh, significantly better yeah. on graduation day when all the parents and kids are saying, we really want a good day yeah. weather-wise. So um, there's quite a few studies that suggest group effects can be powerful if coherent. Um, and uh, one of the reasons I like to practice with that and have groups practice with that is most of us are getting our acts a little bit better together as individuals, but if we get it together as groups, we can really begin to address world issues right. um, that are very important to address at this point. Yes. And that, that coherency <clears throat> will be what makes that very powerful. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly where, where I go. I mean, I think that that is really... Uh, where this heads for those who you know often wonder why why I do this and why I uh, sort of accept and and agree with uh, many of the guests on the show such as Joseph Gallenberger um, where your view is that we're energetic creatures or spiritual creatures and to complete that thought you know I think that we're spiritual creatures in a spiritual world uh, that's that is not an original thought, but it is it's something that comes from many um, Eastern philosophers and uh, Pierre Del Jardin and the phenomenon of man uh, with his his with his Omega point. I think he was the first one to say those famous words that we're not um, physical beings have us having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual uh, creatures, beings having a physical experience. So if you view the world, even hypothetically, as being energy, then it would make perfect sense that as the energy sort of uh, understands itself and coalesces that you're going to have greater control over the world. And, and you know, we're living in a uh, materialistic mindset right now where some of this sounds, sounds um, sort of uh, as <clears throat> a little too far out. Not, nevertheless, as the evidence builds up from things like the placebo effect, the Global Consciousness Project, things that you're doing, things that Dean Radin's doing, Russell Targ, Charles Tart, all these paranormal researchers, Chris Carter, I read his book, as you said, it's a very good book, The, the Fall of the House of Skeptics. Um, you start saying, hey, maybe there's some truth to this, 
And I think, Joe, the number one thing here, as I said, is, okay, accept it as an hypothesis and experiment with it. Yeah. That, that, you can't argue with that. And, and, no, and there's, there's two kinds of experiments, Philip. You know, there's the 500000 to $20 million right. lab experiment to right. have everything controlled, right. which is very valid, but the person's got to have a lot of patience and some resources. And the other kind is uh, experimenting in your own life where you can try something and see if it works right. uh, better. And um, the first time it works, you probably can say, well, gee, you know, that's a coincidence. Like people get my Liquid Lux CD, they win a $1,000 lottery ticket that weekend. Their family says, well, it was just coincidence. They win the $1,000 lottery ticket the next weekend, too. They begin to wonder, hmm, maybe something's going on. Right. And and so you can do your own experiments, if you will, and your own research a lot cheaper and more, more effectively than waiting for some scientists to tell you what to believe. Right. Uh, because they're going to have to go about it in a very uh, inefficient, uh, very ponderous way to meet the criteria of science. And you can find out by next week. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, ri- I think that's very well put, Joe, because in the, particularly the word ponderous, and you could have added the word extremely expensive. I, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, I, I talk about the Large Hadron Collider as being the best example, the $6 billion particle accelerator. And we can do the same stuff in our daily lives. And I think to connect this to the beginning here, um, isn't this where the meditation practice um, comes in use? This is the value of meditation. This this is the entry point, right? Isn't it? uh, These things, like you say, they're 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 natural states for us, but they're special states in the sense that they need some preparation, like learning to dance or anything else. Right. And now we have um, technologies such as on Abundance Waterfall, Liquid Luck, and then plenty others, where you can access that stuff within an hour rather than spending uh, uh, an awful lot of your time and energy on it. So um, <clears throat> we're at an interesting point where um, folks can learn to alter their consciousness uh, quite quickly, and I think it'll be contagious. Uh, this weekend, I don't know if you've ever seen on YouTube the virtual choir. Yeah. Uh, fella just puts a tube up, a uh, YouTube of himself conducting a classical composer, and then people around the world sing to it. And so he put 2,000 voices together from all over the world to make the choir. <laughs> uh, some really interesting things are happening now on a group basis, yeah. and I think in the next 10 years we'll probably see some of that in terms of manifesting. Yeah. An idea of world peace or whatever is put up on YouTube, um, meditation is put up that everybody can do, and all of a sudden, you know, you got something going with a lot of group power. Yeah. Well, well, the beauty of this is that it is, it is open-ended, it is unlimited in its scope, and I'm happy to say that I think that this is where we are heading. And I think we are in the very rudimentary stages of understanding the reality of this. And it's, coming as, it's, it's still coming as a shock to the scientific community. But I think that, you know, I go back and forth, Joe, between thinking, is this quote-unquote change in paradigms or revolution or whatever word or shift whatever word you want to use is this going to be a grassroots is it going to come up from the individual or is it going to be top down and i'm starting to get convinced it's going to be more grassroots i would uh, tend to agree you know it's just easier than fighting systems yeah. that are in place with a vested interest in the status quo yeah um that uh uh, we have tools now for international communication that have never existed before. Yes. Um, you know, in old old times, an idea would uh, pop up somewhere, and it would spread a hundred miles and start to fade. Yeah. Now things meet meet each other, go across the planet, and can bounce back in a resonant wave. So. Yes. I think uh, you know if I had to vote on that one and put some money down, I would say grassroots uh, ten to one. Yes, yeah, I think I think that that you know, unfortunately, I'm the one that also is attacking the, the the um, the system, the the thought leaders, 
but I do think it's I do think it's got to be both bottom up and top down because I don't even know I don't know what is actually going to topple topple the the um, the citadel here. But I do think the grassroots the grassroots approach is within our control and can't be stopped. And I think that's the beauty of it. Well, we've quickly come to the end here, and so once again, it's 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 always a pleasure talking to you. And for those who want to get your CDs, Joe, why don't you tell folks how, how that could happen? The easiest uh, thing, I think, to remember is the title of the book, Inner, I-N-N-E-R, Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, innervegas.com. That's uh, actually the only place uh, to get the CDs uh, that were mentioned, Liquid Luck and Abundance Waterfall. Right. You can get the Inner Vegas book on Amazon and, and bookstores, etc. But right. for the CDs, they're available by download or uh, you know physical CD at innervegas.com. Right. Well, well, thanks a lot. And uh, again, I recommend uh, Joe's material for those who want a nice readable sort of uh, entry point to the to the um, idea of psychokinesis inner vegas is a very entertaining um, educational book and his cds are also very helpful uh, once again i hope that uh, folks have uh, have got something out of this show i think that you know meditation calming ourselves getting in touch with the source of energy uh, is really the entry point to making all of this stuff real for us and i hope that we're we're all going to be going down this path um, sooner rather than later, and I hope that it opens up and we start seeing uh, the, the grassroots take over and, and uh, move towards something on a more global scale. This is Philip Camella. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. Uh, thank you for listening. Next week we'll have Joe Dispensa on the show, the author of You Are the Placebo. So we'll see you next week. Thank you been listening to Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, hosted by Philip Camella. To find out more about Philip and his book, The Collapse of Materialism, visit thecollapseofmaterialism.com.